Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere, MTMV Sports. I'm so geeked. I'm here with the founder and the CEO of the Ozell brand, our sponsor, Mr. Titus, Ozell Golden. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm blessed. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing great. Yo, do me a favor. Tell me about what got you started making shoes. Man, it's just crazy. It's just growing up in a type of environment I grew up in, mother getting robbed and shot, me being molested, me not knowing who I was as a as a person, as a man, birthed something in me. I started looking at shoes as a way out in middle school, and God gave me this dream and gave me this vision, and boom, it birthed. Man, I saw these shoes. They're beautiful, they're high quality, and they're at a, a good affordable price, bro. What went into making the shoes? Man, it's just me thinking about the shoes that I love, the shoes that I desire as a kid. Well, my mother couldn't afford it. So it's like, now how can I create a shoe at a good quality at affordable price for other families who actually are currently going through what I went through as a kid? Bro, I heard you can play two sports in them. Are they soccer and football cleats? Yeah, man, they two sport cleats, soccer and football. See, growing up, I played multiple sports, so it was just like bouncing from transition from different shoe to shoe. So, hey, it's two in one, so it's a good deal. Where can people find these shoes, man? Man, you go to ozelbrand.com, follow Ozell Brand on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but please subscribe on ozelbrand.com, please. Yo, you heard the man, Mr. Titus, Ozell Golden. That's his middle name, yo. Go, <laughs> go out and support this brother. He is doing his thing. Listen, you want to support him. You want to get these shoes on your feet. Look, they're beautiful, remarkable quality, and at an affordable price. Listen, stop what you're doing. Go to Ozell Brand. That's O-Z-E-L-L brand.com today. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, standing in the opposite corner, the Broad Street Bully. The, the man who, uh, uh, who sharpens everyone, the, the Iron Man of MTMV Sports, which is why we refer to him as none other than Iron Wildress Ruffin. What's going on, uh, Will? I mean, I'm sorry. I know I could call you that, but I want to call you rough because, you yeah, know, you're yeah. kind of rough around the edges sometimes. Your leader is a perfect man. I need to send you a check for all this gas me man. I will take it. I'm excited to be here, man. We, we got some some good stuff to, uh, going on. Let me, let me go ahead and get your intro right Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the curator of MTMV Combat Sports, the 2022 Spin Awards nominee for The Voice. I mean, come on. Again, the, the award is named after you. Voice, how are you feeling, sir? Oh, man. As always, anytime I get to talk about fights, I'm feeling fine. Although, you know what? I have to say today, well, uh, I wasn't feeling fine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, the, the allergies and, and asthma and all them other A's were were getting at me. So didn't work the full day today, but uh, got through the second half of the day. And now I'm ready to to, to power through. I'm, I'm pressing my way to get all this wonderful combat sports information uh, to the nation. Well, we glad you're here because I I know uh, asthma and allergies are undefeated uh, versus me, so I don't even try to fight it. I'm I'm a big old baby when that happens. Ain't nothing uh, bully about. We'll just when them, them allergies happen, I, I want a mother. So, <laughs> but we got some great stuff, man. Let's go ahead and get into it, especially uh, our first topic here, which is something everyone around the world knows about or has heard about. Uh, Jake Paul versus Hasim Rahman Jr. Now. Another layer has actually been added uh, to the uh, Paul Rotman drama, so to speak. The fight that was scheduled on August 6th um, was, pretty, was to be headlined by the two, has actually been canceled uh, due to weight issues. 
uh, with Rotmine, and this is according to a video that was actually done by Jake Paul. Um, that it was uh, expected to take place in Madison Square Garden was expected to actually feature uh, Amanda Serrano, who Paul actually also apologized to uh, in the video. Now, many, including Rotman and Dana White, are calling fraud on Paul for various reasons. Dana White, of course, is stating that he believes that ticket sales are firmly to blame that Paul is hiding this fact, while Rotman said he believes Paul fears fighting him, as previously it was stated that the New York State Boxing Commission warned Paul against taking this fight for fear that Paul could be seriously hurt. Now, they were supposed to fight uh, at um, a meat weight of 215, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, 200. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rotman was, was, yeah. was at 215 and actually said it was kind of dangerous for him to go that low. So, boys, with all the drama behind this, what are your thoughts on this? And where do we go to next? Well, you know, there, there are three sides uh, to the story. Sometimes more than that, but there are at least three sides to the story. There's Paul's side and his team. There's Rockman's side and his team. And then there's the truth, which is usually in the middle somewhere. Um, him being at 215 and not wanting to go lower, that is understandable. I mean, a man is a heavyweight. And I know he's fought as low as maybe 225, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I believe he's fought like upwards of. 245 at different times so for him in short notice mind you to say hey yeah i'm gonna fight at 200 pounds that didn't when i saw that i was like uh because at first i thought that they were gonna do it a heavyweight and, and i was gonna applaud paul for doing it I'm like hey great you know i applaud you for doing that and i'll say this to his credit you know his team has like uh, receipts that he's saying I'll take the fight at 215 but it was really his team who said no don't do that we're not going to let you do that that's that's not going to be beneficial to you and they're intimating that Rockman took the contract with the thought of always saying as it got closer hey look I can't get there let's do it at this heavier weight versus approaching it that way in the first place honestly though for them to even ask him to fight at 200 that was a big ask that was a huge ask and that was something that was always questionable on my part you know they, they really in doing that were stacking the deck for themselves because i mean the man's a heavyweight he yes. comes from heavyweight lineage you know he's not a small dude and you're asking him in a pinch to get all the way down below uh uh the fighting weights that he's been fighting at mm-hmm. that yeah that that was just that was a great big ask and one that i was like wow if he does that you know kudos to him uh but yeah they said that you know at first he came was like hey let's do the 205 and paul was like bet and it's like 215 and paul was like bet but it seems like no it's not fair because the day that he weighs in he's gonna be 225 245 yeah it's 215 uh the day the weigh-in day but i should say not saying that he'd be that much on weigh-in day he'd be that much on fight day maybe two uh 225 245 is like and, and you'll be 190 you know at the max to 205 is like that's too much of a weight difference which that is a huge weight difference um but again you're asking somebody to fight at short notice you should have found a cruiserweight who you thought you could beat to fight on short notice like that, you know, but they would not have found because cruiserweight is really uh, devoid of any valuable names. Well, let me not say that. The valuable names that are available at cruiserweight are way too experienced for Paul to be fighting. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, um, I was excited for the fight once I heard he was fighting because I thought that they were going to do it anyway. If that was the case, I'd be excited. The fight would still be on. And everything would be great. As far as um, people and the, the ticket sales are concerned, I don't know. I mean, it's in the summer. You don't have uh, much going on. 
uh, you know, in, in the summertime. I mean, but New York always has something going on, i.e., your stanky's hat that you put on your head today. Yeah, you don't do it, man. I you, see, you I thought I was gonna you. let you slide. You thought I, I was gonna knew let you were slide gonna do it, and I, I forgot my Phillies hat. So, I listen, I got more hats coming because this is this is done. I'm not gonna let you keep talking about my hat, sir. But I, I will well, say, as, as long as you wear a hat of a team that I despise, I'm gonna have something to say. You despise everybody. No. I will say you, you made a good point because Rahman also said that he felt like uh, Paul's camp was actually trying to get an advantage of making him weaker by getting yeah. under there at that quick of a time. But the issue is, is that they say that Rahman signed a contract for about at 200 and his camp told Paul uh, last Saturday morning um, that he went in at 215. Uh, he said Paul actually agreed that he would meet him at 205 and when he couldn't come to agreement it was Paul who actually canceled the fight with Rahman still trying to continue the fight so I mean that's it's it's a whole weird thing especially when you consider that the New York State Boxing Committee did not even want him to take the fight so I feel like I feel like that part is playing a little bit more of a um, of a reason that Paul is one to let him win. All right. Well, we let, let us um, let us honor the presence of uh, the king of social media. Uh, or maybe we we'll call him the crown prince of social media. I don't know, but uh, none other than our, our boy Crispy. Uh, now he asked about Logan Paul at SummerSlam. I've said many, many times before, we're not talking fake wrestling on the main card. Listen, you will not slander. The WWE. I did an incredible internship with WWE in college. That's wonderful. And, and them cats take bumps. I, mm-hmm. I did. I didn't say that they did not take bumps. I'm not calling what. Uh, I'm not calling the things that they go through because I mean they definitely uh, take their lumps and all that stuff. But uh, you know it is a uh, testosterone ballet is what it is. Um, testosterone filled ballet choreographed. And uh, you know, and some of it, you know, I let, let me say for uh, uh, for total transparency's sake, they'll you know they're they're making up, or I should say, uh, the moves and stuff are not always scripted. You know, they're kind of finding out in the you know in yeah. the match what they're doing, when they're doing, how they're doing it. You know, so there's a great amount of skill that goes into it. But it's theater. It's strictly theater. It just happens to be. It's like watching uh, an action movie. Yeah, it's great. You know, you're taking, you know, you're throwing punches and you're, and, you know, you're slamming people. I want to see an action movie, but I mean, I'm not going to call it a sport. Until you prove me otherwise, I think Jake Paul and Logan Paul fighting in the ring is the same thing. So, you know, this, this I, I, well, I, I'm proving it. Uh, as far as fighting is concerned, yes, fighting is real. As far as what they do, or I should say as far as, uh, so uh, Jake Paul, yes, he's a true fighter. Logan Paul has fought truly, but right now he's doing uh, his, his choreographed testosterone ballet, and uh, it is what it is. You're 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 a bully voice. As far as that question, I, I think I think it's Jake. I think Jake's name is better than Logan. I don't. I don't, have a reason why. I don't know. When I hear Jake Paul, I think of Jake from State Farm. That's just me. So. I think of Jake from Training Day when Denzel be yelling, Jake. You won't do this to me. That's what I think about. Mm, okay. I like his name better. Anyway, moving on. Uh, All right, Chris. This is the last fake wrestling that we're gonna talk about on this here show. It's very crispy. It's very newsworthy. But we voices the hater. You know, if you're not talking about the Celtics or combat sports, it it doesn't it doesn't it, matter. And talking about the Celtics is a waste, also because the, the voice never sees the truth. In, in, whatever. In Whatever. So. I, I am really truthful. So, uh, flipping the ring uh, with Roman in it, is it newsworthy? No, it's drama. It is. No, it was an incredible match. It was it, an incredible it, it, match. That, it, it's not newsworthy, though. It's like, oh, they did something they were supposed to do that nobody knew anything about. It is. Uh, or. Are the soap operas newsworthy? Because that's what it is. It's a male soap opera. But it did make front page news on like CNN and those major websites. Well, uh, then, then, uh, then yes, it's newsworthy. Is it something that we're going to cover any further? No. Uh, all right, and now Chris, we stopped with all this uh, Lesnar talk. He know how to how to get his stuff in. Um, 
yeah, like, yeah, right. Especially, especially with everything that they're doing right now. So he said Lesnar's gonna have to go back to the UFC to win another heavyweight championship. I think Not he's true. smart to leave because at that rate, he was he was ready to die in the octagon. So I think it was smart for him to leave. I, I can't see that happening. All right. What uh, what's up next? Uh, so moving on now. Uh, Michael Conlon is actually returning to action for literally the first time um, since his loss to, to Lee Woods earlier this year, um, and actually what was considered to be a fighter of the year candidate. Now Conlon is actually going to be facing uh, Miguel uh, Magaria. Uh, the battle is going to be actually taking place um, in a, a homecoming of sorts for Michael Conlon. It's going to be inside the SSC Arena in Belfast. Northern Ireland on August 6th. Now, Conlon comes into this fight as a huge underdog while fighting at home in his own backyard. And he's looking to get back on track uh, after that, that loss of Woods. Now, Royce, I, I'm, I'm seeing the betting people have Conlon literally as an underdog in every website that I'm checking. What are your thoughts on this and his return after coming from an amazing fight that literally took until the last, I believe, last few minutes uh, before he lost? And do you think? Yeah, it was the last round. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Do you think that he has a solid chance in this fight? Because it doesn't seem anyone's giving him a a fighting chance in his own home. I mean, anyone has a chance, uh, and, and specifically in boxing, you know, you have a puncher's chance. Uh, Conlon of his 16 victories eight of them have been by KO so can he knock him out maybe <laughs> again anything is, is possible um, at, at any point as far as having a chance I would hope that he had a chance uh, otherwise Eddie Hearn is uh, is doing some promotional malpractice to put this man in here with uh, with Miguel and I believe with the two R's in Spanish, that's a Y sound. So I think it's uh, Maiga is his name, the Colombian. Uh, but he is a killer. Now they're both coming off of losses. The only difference is uh, Maiga lost via unanimous decision, where, as you stated, Conlin lost uh, via KO in the 12th round. But let's not forget, he dropped. Lee Wood in the first round so it's not like he was was doing a bad job in the fight or it's not like he didn't have his opportunities it's just that he is the one who got caught towards the end and I think that was really a good uh, a good learning experience for him because it was his first loss and it was one of the first times that he's faced someone on that kind of level for Conlon to be such a underdog in the fight is interesting. I mean, uh, Mariga is number one in Colombia, but that's in Colombia, you know, not necessarily in some of the other stronger uh, boxing countries, i.e. the UK, uh, i.e. the US and places uh, like that. You know, I don't uh, Mexico, you know, so there are you know, a number of other powerhouse countries. Uh, being number one is always good, you know, but we, we have to uh, take it with a grain of salt. We have to take everything into consideration. I think this is a very dangerous fight because Maiga hits super hard. Of his 30 wins, 26 of them have come by way of knockout. He's been knocked out as well, but only one time in his five losses. I mean, and when you look at his overall uh, uh, fighting record, he's got 35 total fights. Well, that's he has two times as many fights as um, as Conlon does. So to be in there with someone who stops the majority of the people that he fights coming in at, as your uh, your bounce back fight that's super duper uh, uh, um, brave and kind of questionable it's, it's, it's not kind of it's real questionable uh, the, the matchmaking in this one uh, hopefully uh, uh, the matchmakers know what they're doing which is why uh, they set this up but it, it's 
that's gonna it's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a challenging fight for sure. Well, the, the the funny thing about that is that you know after the loss, they said Colin took the loss hard and actually wanted to take some time off. His team is actually being praised for taking a fight that most people are saying is is like you said, it's not an easy fight. Instead of taking what they felt like would have been a cupcake fight, which I, I don't know how you cupcake fight boxing, but um, well, I mean it, bo- boxing is is the king of tune-ups, so. Uh, yeah, this, this this does not seem like a tune-up, but I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh no, it just I'm just agreeing with you, but it uh, you know it, it, the team is definitely being uh, praised a lot in media for for them taking this fight. So uh, it'd be exciting to see what happens and to see if Collins actually able to pull it out. I'm sure, especially being at home, um, that'll be a, a a great opportunity for him to kind of bounce back from it all. So. Absolutely, and that's a very uh, important point to bring up as well this would be at home and uh though the uk sits on top as far as boxing is concerned their commission also sits on top as being questionable and a lot of of uk fighters get that home cooking fighting at home so um that's going to be something to watch as the fight goes on uh Maiga's power is what concerns me now. Crispy, yes. Conlon versus Maiga <laughs> is less than Lesnar versus Reigns in money that is produced. That is correct. Uh, just like um, so many things are less than other things in money produced. But uh, you're talking about apples and BMWs right now. Totally different things. Not you. You're in totally two different. Uh, categories of entertainment, so we're gonna pulling you back in. <laughs> it, it keeps trying. Uh, n- now this one, this no, question, I'm no that that's that's not a real question. Okay, as a Philadelphia native, I'm not even gonna think about nothing about the whole spinoff with with Drago son because I don't even think that should happen. I think they need to leave it alone, let it go. I don't want to see five movies of Drago barely talking or Brent in every movie. Okay, I feel strongly about that. Now, now that I'm not. I ain't debating. That's ridiculous. They need to I'm going to let you speak. I, I want uh, another Eddie Murphy album before I want a Drago movie. So put it like Hey, hey. Eddie Murphy look, albums are amazing. So my girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. I'm not gonna fall into it. Now, voice. Yes, sir. The night is over on Saturday, August 6th. Mm-hmm. At Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, Texas, an undefeated welterweight will experience their first loss. Now, in this bout, Virgil Ortiz and Michael McKinnison is going to be squaring off in a bout that could mean the future of world title bout implications for them. Now, this fight was actually previously scheduled uh, in March before Ortiz was actually required to pull out uh, for major health reasons. So he's actually hoping a win could boost him up to a fight between the winner of the future uh, Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford title fight. Um, Now, Ortiz, who is fighting in his home state of Texas, is the current favorite. So, Wes, I gotta ask, what are your thoughts on this bout? And would either fighter be a great opponent for the winner of the Spence Crawford bout? You pose a very very interesting question as far as an opponent is concerned um i can't really speak to mckinnison in that fashion um well, let me not say that mckinnison less so because he doesn't he doesn't hold the same kind of value at least not here in the u.s he's from the uk He's number two as a welterweight in the UK. Don't ask me who's number one at welterweight in UK because I don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know of any welterweight fighters from the UK. So from that perspective, unless they were doing it across the pond, it really wouldn't make sense. And even if they did it across the pond, as big of a name as both Spence and uh, uh, Crawford are, it just it may not let me say this it may not make sense because it may over there they mckinnison may be huge uh you know in in sheffield or somewhere and he's from portsmouth hampshire uh uk 
never heard of. I'm sure people in the UK have, but I haven't. So, you know, maybe a fight there, they could do a uh, a, a soccer, I'm sorry, football stadium. That's right. Let me, let me get it right. Because we have been talking all this fake wrestling stuff. Football is, it's not slander. Um, what? Okay, anyway, Crispy. Football is the world's sport, and that is where you kick the ball with your foot the whole time. It is not this handball game that we call uh, American football. It, that That is it. So if they can fill a football stadium, which those hold about 60 to 80,000 people, then yeah, it will make sense for McKinnis. Uh, on Ortiz's end, Ortiz is a member of the greatest boxing fandom, or I should say, he, he's a he's a part of the people who make up the greatest boxing fans in the world. He's Mexican American. You won't find more passionate and uh, uh, more supportive people than Mexican Americans and boxing. So from that perspective, yeah, it will make a whole lot of sense. Do it uh, 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 Cinco de Mayo? Yeah. You know, do it uh, in September for Mexican Independence Day? Absolutely. But Cinco de Mayo will make more sense, at least at this point, uh, because Spence and and, uh, Crawford, that fight hasn't even been made yet. Uh, So... Yeah, fighting against Virgil Ortiz on Cinco de Mayo, that will make a whole lot of sense. But here's the problem. That's PBC and um, Golden Boy. They haven't been able to come together to uh, give Tank a name fighter in Ryan Garcia. You think they're going to let Virgil Ortiz fight? (laughs) And Virgil can fight. Now, here's the thing, especially for Virgil. I don't think he's long for welterweight. He's probably going to 154 soon, but then you're still running into the same situation where uh, um, Charlo has all of the belts at 154 right now. You know, unless he loses one because he doesn't want to take a mandatory, again, you're going to run into uh, this situation. Now, as far as this fight card is concerned, it, it should be a really good fight. It's a really good test for Virgil because he is taking an, on another young, uh, him being young as well, but taking on another young, uh, undefeated uh, welterweight in McKinnison. Uh, and uh, uh, Catarral showed us, look, it's some, it's some gems over there in the UK, some gems across the pond that we don't know about. Because uh, Catarral gave uh, Taylor, all he wanted and made him look so bad, he started dropping belts. He's no longer the uh, unified champion because he wants to fight him again and get his name back. Or I should say, get, get uh, show that it wasn't a fluke that he won. Cause around, he he might have won that fight. He might have won that fight. But anyway, um, so being a matchup for either of the winners, Especially if Crawford won, because I don't know how they're going to structure his contract. They'll probably get him for two fights, two at least two fights, maybe three. But if it's a one fight deal for him to go on and fight Ortiz to be a free agent and to be able to fight Ortiz, that would be huge. I mean, I, there's definitely you, you mentioned a lot there. There's definitely so many things. I want to see Spence Crawford take place as soon as possible because I, I think that's a, a, a question we need answered. I'm like, you kind of hear that all the time about who's better uh, between them. But also, Tank Davis and Brian Garcia need to get it over with because if Brian Garcia wins, it needs to be noted so that we can actually move on, either move on from Ryan Garcia or give him the credit that maybe he probably maybe he deserves and I, and I can't say that he deserves it because I'm I'm skeptical of it because I I don't think he's fought the competition that Tank Davis has. <laughs> I knew you were gonna laugh. I knew you were gonna laugh. But if you think about if you think about Ryan Davis's last few fights, are you telling me? So Tank you you just making up fighters now, Ryan Davis. No. 
And, no, I'm and, sorry, Ryan, and, not Ryan Davis. Yeah. Ryan Garcia. If you take yeah, Garcia, yeah. Ryan Davis and Tank Garcia. What did I say? I said Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. No, don't switch me up. So mm-hmm. if you take Garcia's last few fights and you take mm-hmm. Davis's last few fights, mm-hmm. just kind of looking at the competition. Are you are you telling me that Garcia is fighting stronger fighters than, than Davis? No, I don't think either of them have fought. Uh, very strong competition, but I'll say as far as their resumes are concerned, right? Ryan, as far as fighting notable fighters, Ryan is that much above Tank. Here's why: the most notable fighter that Tank has fought was um, Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz. But Leo was coming up in weight to fight him. And Leo shouldn't have been when he was coming up in weight. That was the second time he was coming up. He come up from like 126 to 130 to then 135 to fight Tank. But where he really plied his trade and was a champion and was doing a thing was two weight classes lower. It shouldn't have been happening, but it was a name fighter. Instead of fighting some other names that were out there, because there were other names out there for him to fight, but instead of fighting some other name, let's get somebody who uh, who let's get this featherweight champion up to um, to lightweight and fight him there and and call Tank great. Okay. Whereas Ryan fought and got dropped by. Luke Campbell, who had just gone 12 rounds with Vasily Lomachenko. I'm sorry. And and that was a fight just before his fight with Tank. To to me, that puts Ryan a step ahead when it comes to competition. Now you talk about that last couple fights. Tank fought Rolly Romero and Isak Cruz. Now, granted, Isak Cruz is a beast. We didn't know really how good he was until he got in there. We knew that he could fight a bit, but we didn't know how how really good he was. And that fight, even in a loss, caused him to raise his stock. Um, but you know, he Ryan fought who Dog Bay and whoever he fought most recently. I don't even remember uh, who did he fight in his last fight. Uh, and knock out whoever it was yeah he fought him uh he knocked him out and and that that it, it was it was something that that happened yeah that 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 happened but um outside of that i mean tank last fought Rolly romero the look of disgust on your face I- it's, it's not disgust it's like i, I didn't say anything because there's nothing else to say well, I mean, Romero was talking good before before the fight. We didn't give him that. Yeah, that, which is good. That that's good for <laughs> building fights. He believed in himself. Yes, that's, as that's, he should. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. Let's 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 go to the octagon. <laughs> I, I succeed that. Let's go to the octagon. Now, coming up also this weekend, rounding out the weekend, we have UFC Vegas. Uh, 59 that's actually going to take place of course inside the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas now the co-main event is actually going to see the veteran uh, Tiago Santos take on uh, Jamal Hill in a light heavyweight bout now in this bout both are actually current in opposite positions heading into this bout Santos is actually winning three in his last four with his most recent loss uh, in March of this year and Hill meanwhile is the winner of his last two bouts with the most a recent win, a February win uh, versus Johnny Walker. So, voice. Now, Santos is a, a, a bit more of the veteran bet- between the two. What are we expecting here? And can Santos actually bounce back from his last loss, from his last few losses? He can bounce back. He can't bounce back against uh, Jamal Hill, to my knowledge, though. Um, yeah, I mean, this... He definitely needs a step down in competition. Hill is not a step down. I mean, it, it seems as if 
he may only have, and he being Santos, mm-hmm. may only have a couple fights left on his contract, which is why they're, they are doing him the way that they're doing him, because it, it looks like they're just that they're doing the, the, the whole fight thing. You make a name for a new fighter by serving up someone who has uh, experience and has already built a name. I mean, <laughs> Santos is one in four in his last five fights. The man is, has one W-O-N one O-N-E fight. It's like uh, Chris Rock and I'm going to get you sucker I asked him for one wheel, one fight. One fight, one wheel. That's all that we've had. And that was a unanimous decision to Johnny Walker, who his uh, um, his credibility has taken quite a dip in recent history. And for him to lose to Tiago Santos, that doesn't help either. Now, he won that fight by unanimous decision. You know uh, who Johnny Walker fought soon after that? He fought Jamal Hill. And you know what Jamal Hill did? And not, not only soon after, right after. Jamal Hill knocked uh, um, Walker smooth out in the first round. He ain't take him to, to a decision. He knocked him smooth out in the first round. So, again, th- this is, uh, to me, it seems as if they're, they're serving the old lion to the young lion. I will give... Santos credit of his losses they've all been to some of the best of the best last loss to uh, Magomed Ankalaev who just won at UFC 277 he lost to Alexander Rakic who I believe is is, if he's not undefeated in the UFC he's only got one loss Mm -hmm. uh, in the UFC and is in title contention even with that one loss yeah he, he lost uh uh due to a leg injury to Jan Blahovich uh back in May you know so he, even though he lost it wasn't that big of a loss and then he lost to Volkan Ozdemir a split decision uh which really uh, obviously was a split decision so it could have gone either way um you know but that one was like uh, I don't know if that one should have gone to Volkan or more so from my perspective uh that really should have been a split decision <laughs> Vulcan one, uh, but he's still in title contention regardless of those things. And then he lost to the now former champion Glover Teixeira, as well as lost to, or at least I should say, uh, the decision did not go his way against John Jones. He won that fight, and he is the first person to ever take a scorecard from John Jones. That was a split decision. Uh, lost, but he beat John Jones, and he beat him on one leg. Yeah, I was about to say he tore his ACL, his MCL, and whatever L was left. I think. Yeah, and, and then they decided uh, since you had all them L's, let's just give you another one. <laughs> so, um, so even though he is losing to quite a few people, mm-hmm. he's losing to the creme de la creme. Insert uh, Jamal Hill, who a number of people believe is the future of the division. Uh, he very well could be, you know. But Hill has been doing his thing. Sweet Dreams is a beast and has only lost in his career to Paul Craig. And how did he lose? He lost uh, due to uh, an arm injury, so he hurt himself. That's why he lost. Uh, it wasn't as much what Craig was doing uh, as it was he hurt himself and they could not defend himself. Everybody else he's beat. He beat, like I say, knocked out Johnny Walker. He's beat Jimmy Crew. He's beat Ovin St. Um, You know, he, he has won everything that he's done. Now he gets a true, true test in Santos. Santos pretty much is, is playing that gatekeeper status. And if he can get through Santos, you know, then he should be in there with, I really see 
uh once he heals up uh, a fight with rackage would be a great fight uh you know coming up unless they don't want to kill two contenders uh fighting with rackage that would be good fighting um you know who, whoever uh, the the loser is of you know the the next title fight between well yeah uh, glover's fighting um or glover should be fighting uh, Yuri Prohaska and if Glover loses I don't know that he'd be fighting again but fighting the loser of that would be a nice next step for him um, that may be too much too soon I don't know but Jamal Hill if he does what he should do this should be really a coming out party for him wow well, I mean the perfect place to do it is in the, in the main event well Taking place also on that main, on that uh, UFC Vegas 59 card, we have the voices marquee matchup. Now on this bout, on this bout, Muhammad Usman will actually face off against the undefeated Zach Powell in the Tough 30 heavyweight title fight. Now, in a contrast to Styles, the raw power of Usman will face off against a quick striking uh, power here. Now, both of these men know each other very well, having been on Team, uh, team Pena uh, this season. Now, what's, what's your take on this bout? And what are your thoughts on Powell coming in as a heavy favorite, which, if I'm not mistaken, he actually moved up from light heavyweight to heavyweight to take this bout, correct? I don't know if he moved up for this bout because mm-hmm. he's been applying his trade at light heavy. I'm not light heavyweight. He's been applying his trade at heavyweight uh, for Forza. Um, so, you know, he, he's been fighting a heavyweight at least for the past, you know, three to six months while they've been filming this. But I, I think that that is probably right. Having um, having Palga as the as a favorite as far as the fight is concerned. And here's why. He is undefeated. Now, granted, um, Usman has more fights than he does, but he's not lost where Usman has lost lost twice um you know he he's fought in some different you know organizations uh both LFA as well as uh Cage Warriors uh like you said he is coming up from light heavyweight uh, the last time he fought professionally was at light heavyweight so that would mean that he is the probably the faster of the two fighters uh, just because of where he normally plies his trade so those things uh combined should give him a bit of a uh, advantage here's where usman may have more of the advantage one his last name he is Muhammad Usman, which means he is the brother of the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaruddin Usman. He has been in these situations before. He has been around the the, the spotlight and the, the, the flare and things of that nature. He knows what it's like to compete on a, a big show card by being there with his brother oh and then also having fought in the pfl you know so it's not the first time that he's been in a major promotion where this is going to be a first for uh powder granted i believe this fight is going to be at the apex so it won't necessarily have that real big fight feel as if it were in a stadium but it's still the big time. This is still a much higher pressure situation where in the PFL, every single fight matters. You know, if, if you have made the season, every single fight matters. And for Usman, he was fighting to try to make it into the season and lost uh, via rear naked choke. So he needed that victory to get in and he knows what it's like to lose. Now he has the opportunity to do things all over again and to do it on the biggest platform possible in MMA being the UFC so there's a lot on the line obviously a contract with the UFC is on the line 
for the winner. Um, but Usman knows what it's like to be in there and to fight for a contract and to come up short. So th- there's a, a different level of hunger that comes along with the experience that he has. Where Pauga, outside of getting cut uh, for different NFL teams, you know, he, he doesn't know what that's like to, um, you know, to, to really be vying and fighting for your opportunity and to come up short. Especially in football, you could give it your all and it's just like, hey, you know, we got too many people at your position, so we're not going to keep you. This one is truly based on your actions and your actions alone. Wow. Well, there's really nothing else to be said about that. I mean, that definitely sounds like it's, it's going to be a great, great uh, fight. I, I, I love Muhammad's uh, nickname, Muhammad the Motor. I think, I think that's a practice. Either way, I'm, I'm doing it. He, he, he better live up to it, because nah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to have to motor uh, the whole time. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I've seen a fight or two where things are kind of slowed down. So. He better he better live up to that. Well, I mean they they have uh they have Pauga as a favorite actually um by TKO. So we'll definitely see what happens there. So that balances off another amazing weekend of combat sports that you can check out. Mm-hmm. Uh voice thank you, sir. You've been incredible as always today. Uh give us your last thoughts, any upcoming news, anything else you want to share. Yeah, I, I do. I've got uh, some things that I forgot to mention uh, that I definitely want to share. Sticking with UFC uh, on ESPN 40, you have uh, not just the heavyweight finale of The Ultimate Fighter, but you also have the women's flyweight finale between Juliana Miller and Brogan Walker. Uh, I've seen Brogan uh, fight. Uh, she 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 brings it and she's from the uh she's from the region you know, i think she fights out of glory mma so uh there's definitely uh some interest there for me because anytime someone is uh from st louis and or the st louis area or uh nigerian then you've got my interest hence the voices marquee matchup and then also uh this fight you also got a great heavyweight fight between Augusto Sakai and Sergey Spivak on the main card. Ariane Lipsky and Priscilla Cachoeira are going to kick things off at flyweight. So, you know, a lot of good stuff going on on uh, that main card. And on the prelims, you got T-Rex, Terrence McKinney fighting uh, as well. So, you know, just some there's some decent fights on uh, that card. Now, on the uh, Ortiz McKinnison card, there's a fight that we didn't uh, talk about that's really, really uh, interesting. I don't have uh, a uh, voice marking matchup normally for boxing, uh, mm-hmm. but I would say uh, this is about as close to it as you can get. You have uh, former champion Maurice Hooker, uh, former uh, light welterweight or ju- or super lightweight whatever one you want to call it. I'm not super lightweight yeah super lightweight uh 140 pound how about that <laughs> Maurice Hooker um he's fighting Blair the Flair Cobbs this will be his Hooker's third fight at welterweight and he's one and one right now he uh, he last fought Virgil Ortiz and got knocked out you know mm-hmm. which I think he's biting off a bit more than he could chew there uh and it was more so due to promotional and uh, broadcasting rights that that fight got made but yeah he he, he was biting off more than he could chew uh, this is a, a much better fight against Blair Cobbs who's also coming in off of a knockout loss you know so you have two fighters who are attempting to make a name for themselves at welterweight uh, taking on each other and it should be really good. Blair is never in a boring fight. Uh, he is one who is very uh, quotable. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you'll find a lot of good information out there regarding him. But uh, he and Hooker fighting, that's going to be nice. And then also on Friday, the PFL's playoffs 
will be taking place and uh, that one's headlined by a an immediate rematch between Anthony Pettis and Stevie Ray who Pettis tapped out due to yells <laughs> last fight uh, because he had something to go wrong with his ribs for him to be back in it again so soon is a testament to the true warrior spirit that lies uh, within him uh, and as we are finishing out recording today Dana White Contender Series will be uh, starting so you know there's always fights going on uh, you know you just have to keep your eyes open for it and a great way to keep your eyes open for the fights and to know what's going on is to tune into the main card each week most definitely most definitely tune into the main card each week we're going to be going live for you good people uh you can also catch us on mtmv sports that's in that new time saturdays 10 30 a.m it's always a, a great show the voice uh we appreciate you giving your expertise sir and tell us where, where we can follow you at just to kind of keep up with more news uh to follow me on social media it's the same for everything it's the voice t-h-a-v-o-y-z-e on everything awesome, awesome. if you don't find me on that platform it just means i'm not there i eat tiktok awesome awesome well, thank you good good sir you can follow sorry, me can, can i ask you one one last thing what's that for our inaugural live show what's that? for all of the the wonderful people i put this on just for y'all fancy of course it's going to be st louis missouri always ready uh, always always I, I got i got some uh some more in my my repertoire that i'm gonna pull out as time goes on well i'm not repping today but y'all y'all know i'm i'm, I'm yeah you definitely not you got on stanky sandwich. listen listen <laughs> okay and only certain hats go well uh when when, when i'm when i'm filming i had to learn it the hard way uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Teddy, Mr. Teddy Farrow, uh, of course. Uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us. We hope you continue to join us every week. Uh, definitely just uh, follow the team, MTMV Sports. Um, I got nothing else. Boys, thank you for another great show, sir. We just out. Until next time, fight the good fight. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.